Meet Janice. Unfortunately, her thing is sneeze attacks every time spring returns. I literally sneezed 40 times in a row once. Luckily for Janice, at the Walmart pharmacy, she can get over-the-counter allergy relief for things like sneezing, runny nose, and watery eyes, fast with online pickup or delivery. No more suffering? That's nothing to sneeze at. (laughs) I see what you did there. Help survive allergy season with fast online pickup or delivery from Walmart. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a girlfriend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Support for today's show comes from Google Play. Did you know that you can download and listen to audiobooks on Google Play? That's right. With hands-free listening using Google Assistant or Chromecast, you can enjoy thousands of titles a la carte, no subscription necessary. There's even multi-device integration across the Google ecosystem. And for a limited time, you get $10 off your first one by visiting g.co slash play slash happy hour. That's g.co slash play slash happy hour. Find your story with audiobooks on Google Play. Guys, you are listening to episode number 203. And my guest for today's show is the one and only Jamie Grace. I think I first learned about Jamie Grace from my friend Winter Pitt's Instagram stories or something like that. And so it's been so fun to follow her online and now talk to her. I love our conversation we had today so much. Jamie Grace started at the age of 14 by creating videos on YouTube. And since then, she's continued to use her creative spirit to create all kinds of content in her 28 years of life. On today's show, we talk about what it was like for her to begin her journey into YouTube and music career. Also, how she deals with mean people on the internet. Did you know there's mean people on the internet? Of course you did. Y'all, it hurts. Always remember, this is my mama voice coming out. You ready? Always remember that what you say online should match what you would say to someone's face. I say that to my kids. You guys also, are you a creative? Are you creating something? If so, you have probably dealt with people not liking what you create. We dive into dealing with that on today's show as well. She recently married her man, Aaron. So yes, we are both named Jamie and both married to Aaron's, which is super cool. She talks about the night they met and their wedding. And you guys, when you hear who they invited to their wedding, you will die. I nearly died. We talk a lot about singlehood. And even though Jamie Grace is a married woman, she speaks so well to women who are single. We had such a great conversation about that. I love the show so much, and I know you're going to as well. You guys, before we get to the show, did you guys know that I wrote a book? If you've been a longtime listener, you know that for sure. But if this is your first or your second or your third episode, you might not know. I also meet so many listeners who say they listen all the time, but they haven't had a chance to get the book. Well, today just might be your day. My book called If You Only Knew, is the story of God bringing freedom to my life from shame and guilt over a reckless lifestyle before following Jesus. If you've ever struggled with feeling less than or not good enough for God, which, spoiler alert, is not actually possible, this book is for you. You can get this book wherever you buy books. That's Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Lifeway. Also, if you'd rather listen, then you can get the audio version because I read the book, you guys. It means you get to hear me read my book to you. It's like we're hanging out together. Also, if you have read it or if you read it in the future, I'd love to hear about it. Take a photo and tag me on Instagram and use hashtag if you only knew book. Okay, guys, here is my conversation with the sweetest and the coolest, Miss Jamie Grace. Hey, Jamie Grace, welcome to the happy hour. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. 
This is so fun. And I feel like when I tell some of my younger friends that I had you on the show, I'm going to get cool points <laughs> um, because you're super young and cool and hip. And so that does a lot for me. So oh. thanks for coming on the happy hour. No, you're very kind. I have a, my sister's only two years older, but she's like much more mature and dignified. And when I told her that I was talking to you, she was like, you're talking to Jamie Ivy," And I was like, yeah, I'm a woman now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all grown up now, let me tell you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which, speaking of, how old are you? I am 26, which I feel like is not like super young. I don't know. Yeah, I'm 26, but I um, I started on YouTube 12 years ago. So a lot of people still think that I'm 14 or 15. So I think that's kind of what happens. Okay, so let's just go here, jump right in, because we have so much to talk about because <laughs> a lot of amazing things are happening in your life right now. And so that's a fun conversation to have. Thank so, you. but fill me in first. 14 years ago or you were 14? Yeah. yeah. No, 14 or years ago. 12. I may have said 14 years ago. I don't know. I have ADHD. Okay. Welcome. It was 12 years ago, <laughs> um, but I was 14 years old. There we go. <laughs> okay. So 12 years ago, let's see. I assume there was a lot of people on YouTube, but it seems like that was a long time ago. Your parents were just cool with a 14-year-old getting on YouTube making videos. What were you doing? What were you talking about? Tell me how this all started. Yeah, they were definitely not okay with it. Um, mm. I was I was <laughs> a young, super awkward, homeschooled preacher's kid, um, recently diagnosed with Tourette syndrome with a significant amount of energy and not a lot of friends. And I had a lot of creativity and I, I attribute that to both of my parents and their choice to, you know, cultivate my creativity and my sisters as well. And I, I just had so many things in my heart that I wanted to share, so many songs I wanted to sing, so many stories I wanted to tell. And I honestly didn't have a lot of friends and I didn't know where to put all of this energy. So I realized that there was a website that had just come out called YouTube. YouTube's been out for 13 years. Um, and so I went to youtube.com and I asked my parents for a camera and I initially started just creating videos um, without a camera because we couldn't afford one. So I would just look at the wall and act like I had a camera. Um, and that was when I was 11 and 12. Um, and then they bought me a camera when I was 12 or 13. And then I found out about YouTube and I uploaded one of these videos and it actually did pretty well in our local community. I did a video called Escape from Homeschool that was an improv about a character that was discovering the world for the first time because she finally ran out of the house. Um, and our, Hilarious. Like, our like local community, they really got into it and I like got recognized at Walmart and I felt like I was the most famous person in the world. Um, and then my mom started to wonder like why people were talking about how funny I was because um, <laughs> I didn't go anywhere. And I was yeah. like, oh, by the way, I'm on YouTube. And so, um, yeah, she made me take that down like a good mom should. <laughs> and then when they finally let me reboot my channel, they just had my passwords to everything. And funny enough, I'm 26 and they're still my managers today. <laughs> That is hilarious. And I am like a mom of a 14-year-old, and I think I would think the same thing. Like, yeah. what do you mean you're putting videos on YouTube? Right. What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm so glad that my mom was, like, focused enough to be, like, mom and not my friend. And she was like, no, little girl, like, you're insane. Because I'm going to be the exactly same right. way with my kids. Like, my kid's going to be, like, 30 years old, and they're going to want a phone. And I'm going to be like, no, that's what <laughs> your imagination is for. <laughs> that's right. Go play. Go play. Uh, well, it sounds like, I mean, even though, you know, the first little thing that happened with your parents finding that out, which is 
like a good parent should, obviously. <laughs> but it also sounds like you had all of this creativity and energy from what I'm hearing you talk about and especially watching you from afar and seeing all of the things that you're involved in that you're creating. Your parents must have done a great job of letting you have the space to feel as though that you could do that. You know, I... um. I don't like want to sound like that girl, but I do think I have the best parents in the world. I mean, they, they were able to see from an early age what my sister and I were interested in, and they were able to really make sure that those were the things we were able, um, you know, to have in our home. Um, some things that my mom's, my mom always says is that every child should grow up with a piano in the house and every child should grow up with a globe or an atlas in the house. Uh Like so many core things that she always wanted us to have in the home so that we were always being inspired to create um, no matter, you know, how old we are, no matter if we were bored or whatever. And so even from a young age, we didn't really have television. Um, We watched maybe like an hour on the weekends. Um, And I remember my mom saying the television was someone else telling you their vision. And so she would always encourage us to create something for ourselves. And I don't um, like, even when I look at how busy my schedule is now with music and podcasts and all this stuff, like I, I don't like ever want people to think that I'm like talented or anything. I think I have the same amount of talent that any other person have. I'm just very focused. And my parents are both pastors and and teachers, meaning homeschoolers. And Mm -hmm. I'm just really grateful that they really helped me focus from a young age of like, okay, like you're not going to be that great at math. You're still going to do it. Um, You probably won't remember everything about every war. You're still going to learn it, Um, but you know how to write. And we're going to help you focus on your writing and make sure that you can, you know, be the best writer that you can be. That's really encouraging as a parent, you know, to think about that as I talk to my kids and parent them and, you know, walk through their life with them. You mentioned earlier that when you started your YouTube channel, you had, you were recently diagnosed with Tourette's syndrome. Yeah. And you mentioned that you have ADHD. Yeah. Did I get the right one? Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) you're now trying to put yourself out there. Was that a form of like, hey, I want to show the world my creativity because I'm struggling in friendships with because of this? Or tell, tell me where all that kind of played into your creativity. Right. Um, well, first of all, you mentioned your kids. So I have to say, I like I feel creepy because I watch your Instagram like a hawk and your family is so <laughs> cute. And I'm also like obsessed with the fact that we're both Jamie's and we both married Aaron's and it just makes me really happy. That is so true. I, so I just I just had to get my little like Ivy family like rant out really quick. Okay, good, um, good. So Oh, that might not be the last one, but we'll try. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like when I first started my YouTube channel, I started two at the same time. I, I started like my Jamie Gray's channel, which was, you know, creativity and goofiness and music. Um, and then I also started one to raise awareness for Tourette syndrome. When I was 11, I was diagnosed with Tourette syndrome, ADHD, OCD, and anxiety. Um, and it was a lot to handle at 11. And from I'd say 11 to 13, 14, I really went through, um, well, my symptoms started at nine. So even say nine to 13 or 14 years old, I really went through a pretty heavy depression of just not understanding, you know, life and not understanding if I had a purpose and not understanding if God loved me. So many things that I didn't understand because of my health, um, it really was just falling apart. And because of that, my social life started to fall apart and my spiritual life fell apart and my emotions fell apart and everything just felt like it was falling apart. Um, and so for me personally, like being creative was the way that I started to rebuild my life. Um, and the way that I started to just try to figure out what are these broken pieces and how in the world am I going to recover from this? Um, how in the world am I going to fix this? Um, I believe that maybe one day I won't have Tourette's anymore. Like 
I ultimately think is going to happen in heaven, but um, like it could happen on earth and that would be super cool, but I don't know the future. So I'm just like, you know what? I just got to make the best of what I got while I'm on this crazy little earth um, mm-hmm. and try to find joy and try to excitement even through the stuff that feels like it's not even worth being joyful about. And so that's a lot of where my music even comes from. My really happy and joyful music comes from the pits of not being happy and not being joyful. It's like, okay, I got to make some kind of beauty out of this mess. Mm. And I love that you can talk openly because that's going to be such an encouragement um, to anyone that's listening because you've been through those valleys of feeling as though, I don't know what my purpose is. God, where are you? And that's a lot to handle at the age of 11 when you were diagnosed with all of that at one time. That's just so much to handle. Yeah, it definitely wasn't an immediate ability to be open about it. I grew up listening to... um, like music that my parents are very intentional to like make sure that we were like having positive influences and stuff in our lives. And so, um, I grew up on a lot of, a lot of Southern gospel, Uh um, and like, like all black girls from Georgia do. Um, and I grew up on a lot of contemporary Christian and traditional gospel. And so I remember like hearing like the testimonies of like the Rambos, like (laughs) during like a gospel hour with the Gaithers or like, like I remember like hearing like Zoe girl ter- share their testimonies in Everlife and Out of Eden. And I just remember like that stuff changed my life and mm. hearing people be so vulnerable. Like I, I heard Tammy Trent speak when I was like 13 or 14 years old. And that was a huge turning point in my salvation, even of hearing how, you know, she lost her husband and how she learned how to trust God even after that. And um, so, yeah, so I, I'm honored to be able to share my story, but I can definitely say that it's only because I've heard other people be so vulnerable and honest that it's changed my life that I've realized, well, maybe, maybe I, maybe I don't need a microphone or a stage, you know, God has blessed me with those things, but maybe I can just start from where I am and open up a YouTube channel and try to do the same thing for other people. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a -a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. 
I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Meet Janice. Unfortunately, her thing is sneeze attacks every time spring returns. I literally sneezed 40 times in a row once. <laughs> Luckily for Janice, at the Walmart pharmacy, she can get over-the-counter allergy relief for things like sneezing, runny nose, and watery eyes fast with online pickup or delivery. No more suffering? That's nothing to <laughs> sneeze at. <laughs> I see what you did there. Help survive allergy season with fast online pickup or delivery from Walmart. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan about sharing our stories. It's one of the things that I love talking about a lot. And what I've noticed is, and you can tell me if you've noticed this in your life, is that by being vulnerable with, you know, for you, the viewers on YouTube or your listeners to your podcast or people at your shows, whatever, by becoming vulnerable with them, I feel as though freedom comes for us as well within that moment. Um, have you experienced that as well? Oh, most definitely. You know, when I started to talk about having Tourette syndrome, on YouTube, my first video was called What is Tourette Syndrome? Because I didn't really know where to start. So I just was like, okay, I'll just explain what I found on the internet and, you know, my own experience. So that was my first video. And then all the comments, well, there were, you know, I mean, it's the internet, so they weren't all great, but a lot of the comments were incredibly positive and very inquisitive. And then, of course, there were the comments saying, I have Tourette Syndrome too. Or then I remember getting emails from like, I was like 13, 14 making this stuff. And I got an email from like a mom with a son with autism. And she was like, thank you for making this. And I'm like, we don't even have the same stuff, but just me sharing my stories somehow reached them. And so then that made me want to make more videos about more topics and to open up even more. And so most definitely like the, the vulnerability that I have on YouTube now, like I thought I was being open and, and vulnerable at 14 or 15, but now I'm like, whoa, I just told them everything. But it's like, right. it's like sharing these things. It's like, it's, it's really empowering and hearing that people are being affected by it in a positive way. It, it really makes me just want to like, I mean, I just, it's like, this sounds so like cheesy Sunday school slash Sesame Street, but it's like to know that you can be like helping people by sharing your story. I'm just like, yes, I'm going to tell you everything. It's not Sunday school or Sesame Street. It's very true. Yeah. It's just, it, you can see it happening. Uh, okay. So you, you create a lot of content and you put a lot of content out in the world for people to see a yeah. lot. Yeah. How do you deal with comments? Oh my goodness. You know, oof. I think <laughs> early on, 
like I was not sugarcoated from any of it. Like my parents didn't sugarcoat anything for me. They were very wise about like not showing me things. Like I'm sure there's stuff they didn't show me. Um, and even now, just just to be totally honest, like from a security standpoint, there's some stuff that like they'll tell me a sentence and I'll be like, could you elaborate? And they're like, no, thank you. And so I'm like, dang it. And then they um, just won't tell you. Right. Some, th- some things they don't tell me just because I don't need to know all things. But I mean, it stinks. Like, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes mm-hmm. things really do hurt. Comments really can hurt. I, you know, I grew up in the South and I'm black and I'm really proud to be, you know, who I am and I'm proud of my family and our culture just found out I'm 20% Irish. So that's fun. I saw that. Um, I loved it. Yes. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, so that's fun. I've got a lot of Caucasian cousins I never knew about, um, <laughs> but I, I'm really proud of who I am. And, and a lot of times the way that I speak, you know, I grew up hearing people say, you know, that I don't talk like I'm black or that I don't sing like I'm black, which I think that they are just saying that I don't talk like I'm urban. And I think that people just need a little bit more education to understand that, you know, color is not a language or a dialect. But Mm -hmm. I say all that to say with all of the unfortunate verbal things that I grew up with, um, just being from just having certain unfortunate experiences, the internet still hurts sometimes a lot harder than stuff does in person. <laughs> like I just like, because sometimes- you know why people will say things on the internet that they would never say to your face. Yeah. I mean, sometimes like there have honestly been times where I have to put my phone down and I'm so glad my sister's my neighbor. I'll just go over and I'll be like, just sit with me. Yeah. Like, I just can't. And I think that that's, that's one of the main things I, um, I have to remind myself that, well, well, something that my mom says all the time, and I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm one of those that quotes their mom every five <laughs> minutes, but something that my mom has said, and like I think she says this in every other sermon that she preaches, and she says, "All they have is what they've been given," and anytime someone hurts me, I have to repeat that in my head over and over. All they have is what they've been given. All they have is what they've been given, mm-hmm. and it just reminds me that sometimes people do things out of pure ignorance, and sometimes people do things out of the pain in their own hearts, and that helps me to understand their reasoning behind things, and that. Even even the most ignorant, racially driven, arrogant things about, you know, having Tourette syndrome or whatever they might be, even the most hurtful things, that person is still saved by the same grace that I am. And so it doesn't justify it, obviously, but it helps me to continue to invest in sharing content with people and not get too bogged down by it. And then with that, I also just give myself some grace that if something really hurts me bad enough and I just don't want to work that day, which that doesn't happen often, but if that does, then I'm just like, you know what? That hurt me a lot and I need I need a me day. I need my mom or I need to spend the day with my friends or whatever and I need to just not focus on work right now because that hurt a little too much. Yeah. So yeah. You know what I'm having to learn? This is new for me to be putting content out. I mean, the podcast is four years old and my book is like four months old. So this is like new for me. And for the most part, I I don't get a lot of mean comments. I I don't think I, maybe I don't have enough controversy in my life. I don't know. But (laughs) I'm having to learn the difference, Jamie Grace, between someone being mean and then someone just really not liking something that I create. Because I mean, I read a comment, like a book review on Amazon of mine, and it was basically, Jamie should stick to podcasting. This isn't a very good book. And she didn't say this isn't a very good book, but she just said, Jamie is better at podcasting. I love her podcast. And I thought for a minute and I thought, you know what? It's okay if she didn't like it. She's not being mean Mm. to me. And so I have to, in my own heart, go, not everyone's going to love everything I create. And that's right. Okay. Exactly. That's okay. Right? Right. 
And we live in a world yeah, where, no, that's totally where okay. people get to say their opinions. There are, yeah. you can leave reviews and say your opinions. So I was proud of myself this morning because I just went, oh, I guess she just didn't like it. It's okay. Yeah. That, 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 that brings about a lot of freedom. I mean, I, I actually, like, I don't mind if people don't like my music, which I know sounds crazy, but I personally would be a little overwhelmed if everyone liked it. Cause then I couldn't go to target without being like, you know, trampled down. Cause everyone just loves it, you know? So <laughs> I like, I try to remind myself, I'm like, it's good if people don't like it. My thing is, and this is where I struggle with my like Southern sass a little bit um, uh-huh. is when people say things that are not true. That's what oh, bothers yeah. me. Like, that's when I like want to, like if people don't know that I have a new album and they're like, this girl hasn't even released music. And that's when I'm like, Lord, hold my tongue yeah. because I have, uh-huh. you just don't know about it because you don't follow me on Instagram. So that's when like, <laughs> like that's yeah. when yeah. I struggle. And then, or if I see like a negative comment, like I just got more fired up about that review on your book that I did about my <laughs> stuff. Like if I see something negative about something I love, like my sister's work or I'm then uh-huh. I'm like, okay, those are fighting yeah. words. Like, yeah, that, that's not like, true. you don't even know my friend. You can't say that. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. You don't even know her. Yeah, exactly. Like my husband just started his YouTube channel and like, I'll read the comments and like, like literally it'll be like one thumbs down on a video. And I'm like, you don't even know him. He's adorable. <laughs> I know. Like, I know. Wrong with- <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. And it's funny because there's like, you know, 350 amazing comments. And then I will remember the one that's like, Jamie yeah, should stick exactly. to podcasts. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And my husband, Aaron, is always getting onto me, which I've come a long way, I must say. I've, there was a time a couple of years ago when I was, I worked in a radio station here and people will just say all kinds of things about people on air. And Aaron would find me in our room crying. Like I'd just be so mm-hmm. broken over it. So I've come a long ways, but it is still hard yeah. to put yourself out there. It really is. But no, it really is. I definitely, in my Instagram lives, I think I deal with it the best because I get to be as sassy as I want, mm-hmm. which I don't think people are expecting. Um, but that's always really fun. Like I have, I have this like one thing that I say all the time and like my fans know it, but if it's just like a troll, then they obviously don't know it. But if somebody's like, you know, Oh, stop singing or I don't like your voice. Then I like always do this thing where I'm like, Oh my, I'm so, I'm so sorry. No one told you you could leave. Are you here against your will? And I just, I'm like a little too sarcastic. And then I just, I end up having way too much fun with it. So that's my only thing. I'm just like, I'm like, Lord, please help me to not end up being so sarcastic that I'm being rude. But I just, I'm just trying to like, okay, bye. You you don't have anything better to do. They don't have to be there. You know what I mean? All right, guys, I know you're loving my conversation with Jamie Grace, but first I want to thank some of our sponsors for today's show. The first one I want to thank is Build-A-Bear. You know, our birthday is a big deal to a kid. I know that because I have four kids and it's a big deal to everyone at Build-A-Bear Workshop as well. At Build-A-Bear, there are special birthday offers and one-of-a-kind experiences so you can make memories that last a lifetime. Their interactive Count Your Candles offer is a fun way to make a special birthday memory while also saving on a classic Build-A-Bear furry friend. Here's how it works, you guys, is during the birthday month of your kid, they get to count their own candles before making their birthday treat bear. The birthday treat bear is a teddy bear made just for birthdays that only costs as much as the age you're celebrating. If your child is turning five, that birthday treat bear only costs $5. When your child celebrates their birthday at Build-A-Bear Workshop, they get a full Build-A-Bear experience plus a special birthday heart ceremony, birthday party hat, happy birthday song, and more. Visit buildabear.com for more details on the Count Your Candles offer and all the fun ways to celebrate birthdays at Build-A-Bear Workshop. 
This offer is valid in stores for bonus club members. Create an account in stores or online to join the bonus club for free. Okay, so one thing I do know about you is that you are a newlywed and you are a very happy newlywed. I love seeing you talk about your boo. Um, (laughs) So give us a little bit of backstory about how you and Aaron met because I know you have spent a lot of your time and a lot of your voice and a lot of your ministry has been ministering to single girls and talking about like what it looks like to be content in that waiting. And so now you're on the flip side of it. But that doesn't hasn't changed your message. It just looks different. So talk to me about first right. love story. How did y'all meet <laughs> all the things? And then let's talk about what it looks like to now be on the other side of what you've been talking about for so long and how you can still encourage women. Yeah, for sure. It was a cold night in the 90s. I was born. <laughs> I don't even know what time of day I was born. I think 1038. Anyways, um, yeah, 2016, uh, my sister and I were playing um, a show in St. Louis, Missouri. And um, funny enough, like people have always said, and I really hope that, I hope this doesn't offend anyone. Please don't be offended. But married people, I love y'all. I guess I can say I love us. <laughs> You're in but it married now. People, we, right. We have to stop telling people it'll happen when you least expect it. Like we just, because <laughs> some, for some people it will, but for some people it won't. And I literally, I walked into this church saying, I'm going to meet my husband tonight. And then I put on eyeshadow when I got ready, which I only put on eyeshadow when it's a special occasion. Uh-oh. But I told my sister that I told my sister that there were single men at this event and I was going to be ready for my husband. Um, lo and behold, on the front row of the show was my husband, Aaron, um, just rocking out, having way too much fun. I thought he was super cute, but I couldn't tell if he had on a ring or if he was with a girl or anything. So I tried to not look at him, but he definitely noticed. Um, so after the show, he and his friends stayed after and, um, my sister and I usually, if there's a big group, you know, they usually wait to the end of the autograph line and we'll kind of get up and hang out. Um, and so we did that. And I, I mean, I, I told my sister the second I saw him that I was going to marry him. So we Stop had this, like, it. yeah, I was literally in love with him from the second I saw his face. And it's like, we have this ongoing joke where I'm like, there's no way it happened when I least expected it. Like I was so, I was like anticipating it the whole evening. That is Um, hilarious. We like hung out, you know, not just he and I, it was a bunch of people just hanging out and I'm just, just in love and being a dork. And I was flirting, which he didn't catch on that I was flirting, but I was, (laughs) and I caught, I kind of looked over and I caught my sister's eye and I did something that I think a lot of women do. I began to overthink the situation completely. Um, and I know my sister well, and, and this, she can agree to like, she can attest to this later on that I looked at her and I realized that she was looking at me wondering why I was flirting because I never do that at shows. Uh-huh. Um, cause you know, it's just, it's unprofessional and it's, it's scary. Yeah, and you're like in and out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I like, don't want, you know, my fans to be like, Oh, Jamie Grace is flirting with another youth pastor. Um, mm-hmm. and so I've always just been very guarded about that. And so when I caught my sister's eye, literally everything that went through my brain was, what are you doing? People are going to see that you're flirting. They're going to, you know, it's going to be bad for your reputation. Uh-huh. Like this guy lives in St. Louis. You live in California. Like you're trying to take care of your family right now in LA. Like you can't be doing this. What's wrong with you? Like he's never going to like you. You're not good enough for him. All of these things like f- flooded my brain. And I literally walked away from the conversation, didn't get his name or anything. Um, uh, so that was no Just because you were so like thinking about, I need to be careful in this right, situation. Right. I mean, yeah. most of my career has been spent talking about being single and waiting on my husband. And so literally, if anyone sees me talking to a guy, um, you know, there was always the, Oh, you, I saw you talking to him. So I was uh-huh. so afraid to like, to do something wrong. Um, and, 
mind you, I'm literally just talking to him and his friends. Um, but I, I walked away from it. We didn't get each other's names. Well, he knew my name, but I didn't get his he name. He knew your name. He was at the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. He knew my songs. Um, and so that was November, 2016. Um, fast forward to November, 2017, a year and like two weeks later, I am way too good at social media. And I literally was just thinking about him. And I, I was like, whatever happened to that guy that I was going to marry? Um, and so I knew the church that we played at and I knew the youth pastor from that church. And I knew that they were associated with another like group of people that were there. I just stalked him on Instagram, stalked all these people on Instagram until I found his page. Um, and then I followed him and then I didn't say anything cause I was still too scared to say something. Cause I was like, Oh, what if he screenshots it and shows his friends and he says that I'm right. a so I didn't say anything. Um, and so long story short, two days later, he sent me a DM and was just like, was like a direct message. And he was like, thank you for following me on Instagram. Uh, we talked for a few days about the holidays, about Thanksgiving. It was my birthday coming up. On the morning of my birthday, he sent me a video and said that he wanted to get to know me a little bit better. And so I told him, I was like, hey, we're going to do this thing. Like, we're going to be intentional. You're going to talk on the phone. You're not going to text me. <laughs> and so we talked on the phone for the next, the next day for six hours. No. Yeah. And then literally every day for about three weeks for about four, five, six hours. And then it turned into like talking on the phone in the morning and then on his lunch break. And then before I went to bed and then like that was November and December, the first week of January, he flew out here and <laughs> literally the day he flew out here to visit he got uh, my dad's blessing and, wait okay stop um, real quick stop 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 yeah. okay because i need to make sure i had these facts straight in my head oh yeah you hung out with him after a show in 2016 yeah. uh -huh. flirty flirty oh my gosh i can't be flirting don't get his number a year right. later you mm -hmm. find him on you find him on instagram three days later he sends you a message you start talking on the phone so you still have not seen him in a year since yeah the, since yeah. the show uh-huh and then talk on the phone for like 78 hours. And then he comes in <laughs> January of 2018. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Ask her dad. And I know you guys got married in April. Right. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. It was, it was so fast. I mean, mind you, I knew I was going to marry him almost two years ago. So <laughs> I was just yeah, waiting right. for him to catch up. Um, that's hilarious. Yeah. It was, it was very quick, which is crazy because I've, I have like, honestly, always prayed to just not guess and to just not wonder. Um, but he is the most intentional man in the world. I mean, our first phone conversation, he was like, just so you know, like I'm looking for a wife. And I was like, good to know. Cause I want to be wifed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it's, yeah, it's crazy. And I, it's just the most, it makes so much sense. It just makes so much sense out of like, like my parents are so supportive and his, his mom flew out here with him when he came to visit and, um, his parents are so great. And my sister and her husband, they're so on board and it's just been, it's been insane. And now we're married and it's just great. And he's my bestie. And I'm just like, cool. Okay. Bye. Okay. I love this. Okay. So I love it so much, but I do want to talk about this. How has it been in the transition for you as being someone who has been um, pretty vocal about your singleness and about being content in it, about waiting and all of those things. And then now to be on the other side of what you've been talking about for so long, how has that been for you on a personal level and just on, you know, ministry for what you put out and yeah. everything like that? It was honestly, um, until about a week and a half ago, it was terrifying. I've spent my whole life being single and talking about it and being proud of the fact that I knew that my husband would be worth waiting for. Um, you know, I've been on dates before, but I had never been on a third date because I didn't mm -hmm. meet anyone that I felt like I wanted to go on a third date with. And a lot of people thought I was crazy, but I was just kind of like, no, trust me, this is what I'm doing. I wasn't mm -hmm. trying to be a role model. It's just how 
My parents have been married for 30 years and I've just, I really admire their marriage and other godly marriages that I see. And I just wanted to have a strong godly marriage. And so I was just waiting for that. I wasn't trying to tell anyone about it. But once people started listening, then I wrote a book about it. I have a podcast called Waited Out. I have all the, all these songs about being single and all this stuff. And I'm kind of like, okay, kind of nonchalant about it, to be honest. Like, eh, this is just my life. I'm just single, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then when Aaron showed up and an engagement happened, and which, by the way, no one knew we were together until like three days after we were engaged because I wanted to keep it private and everything. Um, but once all of that stuff happened, then like, like that's when the insecurities like sunk in because I'm like, whoa it happened for me. Like, I, I don't know if you remember Rebecca St. James, but I remember mm-hmm. like growing up hearing her song, wait for me. And when she got married, I literally sat in my room and I cried my eyes out because I remember thinking like, God, she did it. Like if it can happen for her, it can happen for me. Um, and so now that I'm not single, I start to feel that pressure of like, whoa, there are little girls across the world that are sitting in their rooms crying, going, if it can happen for Jamie Grace, it can happen for me. So it was really scary. And I kind of just disappeared. And I think it was the right thing to disappear pretty much for the month of April and like the first week and a half, two weeks of May, I didn't do any podcasts. I didn't, I did barely any videos about singlehood, which I know a month and a half doesn't seem like a long time to a lot of people, but for Mm -hmm. a YouTuber, that's a really long time. Um, and I just, I didn't want to, because I didn't want to become, and again, I don't want to offend anyone, but I didn't want to become the married woman that had offended me when I was single. Um, Mm. you know, when I was single and I would say, it's really hard being single. A lot of married women would just say, we'll just keep waiting. And I would sit there like, but that's what I'm doing and it's not working. Um, or I would say, I want to be married and married women would tell me, well, you need to, um, you know, not be so anxious about marriage. I didn't meet my husband until I was this age or Mm -hmm. be more patient. You're too anxious. And I would just sit there and say, "Well, well, what's wrong with me wanting to desire a godly marriage? And so, um, yeah, I was really nervous about creating content as a married woman because I, and I mean, again, I've been married for five minutes, so I'm still kind of yeah, nervous right, about it. Right. Um, but I, I just wanted to make sure that the message stayed the same. Um, and that message is that it starts with your worth. It starts with your value. It starts with knowing who you are. Um, you know, waiting is not about being single. Waiting is about being content in the season that God has you. Um, because I'm married and, and I'm, I'm still waiting for things, you know, in my life and my career and things like that. And so I recently kind of gained that energy back and that joy back in creating content to hopefully inspire young women and to hopefully still understand the heartache and the heartbreak that Mm -hmm. some of them may be experiencing and to not come across as, well, I got married. So just sit there and be patient and Jesus will do it for you too. (laughs) When really, I mean, the truth is, is I think a lot of some, some of my friends that are single, some of their frustration is the fact that people are like, oh, don't worry, it will happen. When that actually is not a promise from God. Like there's nothing that says, oh, everyone's going to be married. And so there's nothing wrong with that desire, but I don't think that we can adequately say, oh, don't worry, it will happen for you because we just don't know that. And so I think I could see that making you nervous on the other side as well to think, well, this actually isn't how everyone's story is going to end up. Right, and so do you exactly. still trust me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember like there were times like in singlehood, multiple times where I would be talking to someone that I like trusted and respected. And I would say, you know, well, yeah, well, if I get married and they would say, nope, when? And mm. I would always be like, 
but here's the thing mm-hmm. <laughs> like Jesus might show up in 30 seconds mm-hmm. and I'm a virgin like so you yeah know? yeah and so it was like it was so frustrating because I'm like you don't you don't know the future you don't know what's going to happen so don't tell me how my story is going to end up don't tell me the mm-hmm. details of my story don't tell me the ending of my story but please remind me that there will be joy remind me that there will be peace remind me of the promises that we all have um but just don't don't tell me that I'm that like, just don't tell me the stuff you don't know because yeah, it's going to be true. <laughs> and also, yeah. I think sometimes I've had this conversation with single friends before as well, is that sometimes people can present marriage as the end all be all and that all, right. all of a sudden you're going to be content. You're going to feel valued and worthy once you get a man. And mm-hmm. girl, we know you're, I know you're only five minutes in, but I'm 17 <laughs> years in and I can just tell you that's not true. It does yeah. not fulfill those longings that only God can. And so yeah. when you t- earlier about like you want women to know like their value and their worth and being content and whatever you're waiting for that same message it works really well on this side where you are as well so yeah I think you've still got such a great message for girls and women thank you thank you so much I appreciate that also hashtag 17 years I heard you slip that in there congratulations that's right girl Thank you. okay so you mentioned your momager and your business tell me what does your career and your business encompass? I know you have your YouTube. I know you have your podcast. I know you write songs. Give me just like bullet points of everything that Jamie Grace has her hands involved in. <laughs> well, here we go. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> so um, my my main thing, I you know, I started out on YouTube with, singing was the thing that started to keep me the busiest with YouTube. And so, um, I travel playing shows. Um, a lot of times I (laughs) was supposed to be touring right now, but then I decided to get engaged. And so I wanted to be intentional about not being on tour the month before my wedding and then the month after. So usually I'm touring all the time, but I'm in New York right now. So I'm like, actually let's not. And it's great to be (laughs) Um, so yeah, I'm a touring singer songwriter. I do that all the time. And then I'm also a YouTuber. So I do uh, biweekly videos. Mondays are usually my more heartfelt singlehood friendship, you know, deep talks and stuff. And then Friday I do different covers or music videos. Most of my music videos I produce alongside my sister with Harper Sisters Entertainment. We do audio and video production. So um, we do a lot of our production for our own music. Um, We don't always engineer it, but we do a lot of production for our own music. And then we film and edit and direct our music videos as well. And then we both have a few podcasts up our sleeve. And then I also consult for other artists and YouTubers and stuff. And it's been really fun to help my husband launch his YouTube channel and um, consult for my sister's channel as well. Um, And then work as a mentor with some um, actors and singers out here in Cali, some younger kids that are, you know, pursuing careers that are way cooler than me, but um, I get to be kind of a big sister on the spiritual side and walk with them through a lot of crazy life stuff. So that's really cool. But Oh, I write books sometimes. I've got one called Boys, 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 all about dating and relationships. Uh-huh. And I, I want to release a new one soon because of the whole just got married situation. I didn't really have time to think from the process of when we started courting to when we actually got married. It was like a 10 minute no, process. No, you didn't have time. You know, right. exactly. I, I kept thinking, I was like, I need to write all this down. And I was like, where am I going to write it? I don't have a book. Like, I don't have a pen. Like, <laughs> I don't, I'm like doing anything. I'm just literally running down the aisle. Um, yeah, I think that's most of what I do. I think that's all of it. That's, yeah, okay. I love it. We'll roll with that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I seriously love following you and seeing all the things you're doing. And you just, you make me so very happy. And so Thank I know you, you do so that much. for you. your listeners and your readers and your watchers. What do you call it? YouTube watchers? Yeah. You know, I think 
subscribers or fans? Subscribers. There yeah. we go. I saw Look at us. old woman. I was like, what do you call those things on the internet? <laughs> You're okay. <laughs> okay. Well, have you released any new music recently that you want to tell us about? Yeah, I have. So my latest record came out fall of last year. It's called 91. That was the year I was born. And it's just, it's a throwback record musically. It's just inspired by a lot of the music I grew up listening to. And then my latest song was released May 18th. Uh, it's called Wait It Out. And it's a song that I wrote when I was single. I wrote about four or five years ago about when my sister got married and how I wanted to learn how to be confident in being single. Um, and it's all about how singlehood was not a season of saying I'm here because I have to be, but it's a season of saying I'm here because I'm waiting for the one that got has for me. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, Waited Out just came out and it's our wedding music video song as well, which was really cool to get to share that. We had a public wedding. So like fans came to our wedding as well. So that was really cool. So there's like some fans in the music video. Um, so that was really, really special to get to share that with them. But yeah. Okay, so wait, I'm that. sorry. I'm sorry. Did, did you just say we had a public wedding? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. You're going to need to tell me <laughs> what you mean by that. I did see also your wedding on, was it people online? Yeah. People had a, they had the exclusive to our wedding photos. And so that was like a huge secret to keep from all of our friends. They were like, why haven't you sent us the wedding photos? I was like, I can't tell you. And then when they found out why I was like, ah, it was really cool. <laughs> okay. Tell me about this public wedding. And <laughs> here's my questions. First of all, Jamie Grish, uh, why, uh, <laughs> where, and did they like pay to get in or what's happening here? Right, we still merch. I'm just kidding. No, it was, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, it was totally free. Um, it was insane. There were like people that like flew in from like, um, I think some people flew in from like Minnesota, Canada. It was ridiculous. Like I've shared so much of my life with people and I've had so many people praying with me for Aaron to show up before any of us knew his name. And so when I was about 20 years old, I told my parents that I wanted to have a public wedding. Um, I I think I wanted my wedding to be a party, a celebration, and I wanted to have as many mm-hmm. people there to celebrate as they wanted to come. And so I shared that with Aaron and he was definitely on board. Um, so we didn't, it wasn't massive. We invited about, I think it was like 500 fans. We opened it up to be able to RSVP online and, um, and attend the wedding with us. And then of course we had like a, a private dinner with our family afterward. Um, not trying to be funny, but I stayed there for five minutes. I was like, okay, <laughs> see you at Easter. Um, <laughs> hashtag waiting. I um, got, I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I have to do something. It's fun fact. I actually had to go to work. The next yeah, day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, we wanted to celebrate with people and we wanted it to be a fun wedding and to be something that people like we, at, at the end of the wedding, we walked out to, we're all in this together from high school musical because like uh, my uh-huh. singlehood has brought a lot of laughs and tears and joy and Aaron has brought a lot of joy into my life and we wanted our our wedding to reflect that and as far as a lot of people were saying you know well, it's not going to be private it's not going to be intimate but for us the marriage is way more important than the wedding so the mm-hmm. the wedding was a moment for us to be able to to share what God has done and there were little girls there and grown women there and some guys there that have written letters saying that it gave them the fuel to want to wait. Um, and that that's mm-hmm. why we did it. So it was it was worth it for sure. Do you remember the first people that you saw when you got home from your honeymoon with your husband? Yeah, I saw my brother-in-law. <laughs> okay, listen. Okay, I just, when you were talking about I was only at the dinner for five minutes, it took me back to our wedding. And I remember when our friends picked us up in the airport. And then I remember when I saw my parents next. <laughs> I was like, I felt so weird and I wasn't a virgin when I got married, but I still felt so weird. Like, 
oh my gosh, they know. Yeah. Like they know what we did. Right. <laughs> it was so weird. The first time we had dinner with my parents, I'm like, this is so weird. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've seen my parents yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next time you and Aaron are hanging out with oh, your parents, you're, you're gonna the thought's going to come into your head. Okay, Jamie told me my parents know what we do. Right. And that is weird. No, it was... Actually, so it was, I feel like the ice got broken for us very early. <laughs> You're going to think we're insane. Um, I had to play a show the day after the wedding. Um, no, you did not. <laughs> there was, there was a show. There's this really sweet, I'm, I'm not Catholic, but there's this Catholic school in Louisiana and these children have all, they are all like, I mean, they've been through so much, like emotionally, medically, like they're the most amazing kids. And I've already played there before and I already had the show booked. And so, and we really wanted this wedding date. Like we didn't want to change it. And so I told Aaron, I was like, if you don't want to do it, I can try to talk to them. And he was like, no, like, this is what you do. I love watching you inspire these kids. Like you're changing their lives. Like these kids are amazing. Like God wants us to do this. Like we should go. And so, um, so yeah, so it was weird for me because my drummer is like my little brother. Um, and he was one of the groomsmen. And so <laughs> we literally, okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I saw like, it was just, uh, this when I saw him the next day, we just stared at each other for a second and I was like, hey bro. And he was like, hey. <laughs> so you had to get up, you had to like wake up the next day after your wedding and get on an airplane and fly to Louisiana. Yeah, like six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was great. But honestly, like it couldn't have been better because I think I'm such an open book. Like I, I've definitely, I don't like to be inappropriate by any stretch of the imagination, but like, I like, I've like told everybody and their mama that, you know, I was a virgin for a million uh -huh. years. And yeah. so like, it's not like, it's not like it was a secret. No, um, for sure. so I think that's what helped is that it was just, yeah, they just didn't make it awkward. Like this, the people at the school were so great. Um, they were so great. And then when I got home, I didn't see my sister for like a week because she was working out of town and her husband, we saw him like I think like two days after we got back and he's just such a big brother. He was like, Hey, so it's just, you know, it's, I mean, I think I'm just an awkward person in general. So people are just like, yeah, let's not make it weirder. Cause she's already kind of weird to hang out that with. That is so. hilarious. Well, I, that, I don't think nothing's going to top that of someone having to go play a show after <laughs> the day after their wedding. So meet Janice. Unfortunately, her thing is sneeze attacks. Every time spring returns, I literally sneezed 40 times in a row once. <laughs> Luckily for Janice, at the Walmart pharmacy, she can get over-the-counter allergy relief for things like sneezing, runny nose, and watery eyes, fast with online pickup or delivery. No more suffering? That's nothing to <laughs> sneeze at. <laughs> I see what you did there. Help survive allergy season with fast online pickup or delivery from Walmart. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Uh, okay, <laughs> Jamie Grace, are there three things you're loving these days? Oh, let's see. Um, I mean, marriage, obvi. Um, I can, okay. And I'm going to give a second one is more specific about our marriage. Uh -huh. So I'm very OCD. 
And I have been so blessed that Aaron is very understanding of like what my brain needs to function. Uh Um, So there are so many like dry erase boards in this house of like my plans and my organization. Not too many. I don't want to sound cray. Okay. Um, (laughs) But we have like, we have like a vision board in our room of like all the dreams that we have like professionally and Uh stuff, which is really great. And we both enjoy that one. And then we have like a dry erase board calendar in the kitchen that like, you know, so I can know like when what's going on and everything. And then I have one in my office that has all of our YouTube videos laid out for the next month and a half. And so, uh-huh. and then we have one on our refrigerator so I can know what meals we're going to eat so I can not forget things at Costco. So, um, I just like, it's kind of a lot and he's so chill about it. And I just love that I can, like, I feel like honestly that I'm not trying to be sappy, but this is like, as far as someone that really does struggle with OCD and has to work through anxiety of planning and, and, and just mm-hmm. peace in my life, this is the most I've ever felt like myself. Um, and so it's just, a, I've, there's so much peace in our marriage and so much of it is because of the amount of grace that Aaron shows and just the love that he has for me. And so I really just love him for that. And then the third thing, I just recently discovered these. You'll think I'm cray, but black beans, my goodness, they are fantastic. So like I'm, the black I'm, beans you eat in a taco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never had them before until Wait, um, pretty you've recently. never had black beans? No. Well, now I have. I eat them all the time. Um, oh, but yeah, I, I just discovered them and they're so good. I'm so glad you found them. <laughs> Thank my you so favorite, much. My favorite kind of bean, actually, this is random about Jamie, is uh, black eyed peas. You know, not you into those. Ooh, when I my do. Sister, when my sister was little, like someone told her that they were black eyed peas and she thought they were actual eyeballs. And so <laughs> she's like, she scared me into being scared into them. But if I have my eyes closed, I can eat them. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are you reading these days? Um, okay. One of my favorite books, uh, I read it in my singlehood and it changed my life. And now reading it as a married woman, I've been crying every time I open it. Um, it's called Loveology by John Mark Comer. Okay. Um, and it's just the, it says Loveology, God, Love, Marriage, Sex. And it's a powerful book. And it's just, it, I, I thought it changed my life when I was single, but it's ruining me now. It's so good. Um, okay. Very great. I love it. <laughs> um, girl, it has been so fun to talk with you. I look forward to the day when we meet in real life person. In fact, oh my goodness, yes. I think I'm coming to LA this fall, so we just might have to get together. Okay, perfect. Just let me know when we'll hang out and eat some black beans together. Seriously, thanks for joining me on the happy hour. Of course. Thank you for having me. Guys, don't forget, if you have not ordered your copy of If You Only Knew, today is the day to do that. Head to Amazon, go to Barnes & Noble, pop into a Lifeway store, pick up my newest book, If You Only Knew, my unlikely, unavoidable story of becoming free. You guys, wasn't that a great chat with Jamie Grace? I told you that she is so very cool. I love talking to her about single women. I loved her story of her marriage and the way that she knew she was going to marry that Aaron guy and all the fun stuff that she's creating. If you don't follow her on Instagram, make sure you go do that. Find her YouTube, listen to her music. I seriously love all she's creating. And she has such a great, great spirit of wanting to create content that makes women feel good about themselves and love God. I love her so much, and I really hope we get to hook up when I'm in L.A. Guys, today's show is edited by Chris with Podshaper, and the music was developed for the show by Matt Graham. Next week, my guest is Elise Fitzpatrick, and Elise has been on the show before. She is one of my favorite guests to have on the show, and so she's coming back. Guys, enjoy your week. Share the show with a girlfriend and have a happy hour with a friend. I will see you guys right back here next week with my friend Elise Fitzpatrick.
Meet Janice. Unfortunately, her thing is sneeze attacks every time spring returns. I literally sneezed 40 times in a row once. Luckily for Janice, at the Walmart pharmacy, she can get over-the-counter allergy relief for things like sneezing, runny nose, and watery eyes, fast with online pickup or delivery. No more suffering? That's nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> I see what you did there. Help survive allergy season with fast online pickup or delivery from Walmart. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart.